0: Welcome to the Built for Trace Podcast, where we help you grow your business through leadership development. It could be your business, it could be your organization, it could be just your leadership at home, but our focus here is just give you one key takeaway you can take from every episode that you listen to, to help apply to your leadership, knowing that leadership growth is a lifelong journey, that's not a destination. So we encourage you to wake up today and every day with the intention to grow This is gonna be a three-part series that we're talking about here on creating a team that excels. I often say that you can pay a person to do a job, but you can't pay a person to excel above and beyond that job. We see it every day in the workforce. I mean, the first thing I think of is go to a government agency and look at that person and how they operate. Are they enthused to be there? Are they going above and beyond? Or are they just there doing a job? stamping the paper, doing whatever it is they need to do uh, to work that 8 to 5 or 9 to 5 or whatever it is to get out of there. We do not want that in our organizations. If you get that, you're going to get that reputation and that value is going to go down and that five-star service is going to go down and you're going to have high team turnover. So welcome to this episode. Once again, this is a three-part series. Uh, before I jump in, I wanted to just remind everybody out there Um, please like subscribe share this podcast with a friend leave us a review or just comment I mean, that's a lot of different things just pick one of those things but even if you just like and just subscribe that would be awesome our goal is to grow this podcast organically and we are talking to the business owners out there and the managers and the people who are up and coming who want a podcast they can go to where it's not all just about look at me and look at these great things i've done but it's really good information Uh, that give you, to give you, to realize that it's not just the big things, it's the small things that equal up to the big things. So if we're always focused on trying to, you know, hit that big result, but we're not focused on the small things in our life, we're never going to hit that big result. We're just going to be continuing to try to hit it and hit it, hit it, and realize that sometimes it takes just slowing down, focusing on the small things to help you get to where you want to go. I'm going to stop rambling on now. Let's talk about creating a team that excels. The very first thing I want to talk about is that words matter. They matter so much. Uh, and not just words of encouragement. That is a key point. Um, you know, looking for the opportunity to encourage somebody on your team. Uh, but uh, two, two things that are on top of mind right now when it comes to creating a team that excels the first one is, When I'm communicating with a team member or I'm communicating with somebody else about a team member, the very first thing I do is I call that person a team member. I never call them an employee. It's just a different word, different way of communicating. I know the way we've communicated in in the corporate world for, you know, a hundred years was always calling a person an employee. All that does is, is tell that person that they're a follower of you as their leader. Meaning that they're just there to do whatever it is I tell them to do. I wanna encourage you to start shifting that mindset and shifting the way you speak. And instead of calling your employees employees, call your employees team members. It's we're working together as a team to win this championship. We're working together as a team to accomplish this goal. It brings them along with you. It helps them feel like they're a part of the team and it helps them feel important. All right, so the other thing, That you can look for when it comes to you know calling person a team member, not employee. The next thing I I like to I I like to say that help people, just helps encourage people and helps them to want to be a part of that team is instead of saying that this person works for me or that you work for me, say, hey, this person works with me or you work with me. It goes back to that same mental concept. Of, um, of, you know, instead of that person being a follower, somebody who just takes orders and does whatever you say, it's gonna bring that person, lift that person up as a team member, a part of a team that's here to win. And what you'll find is that person's gonna take more initiative, they're gonna feel more valued, um, they're gonna give more of their opinion in times where it's needed, um, and overall, they're just gonna bring more value to the team. So words matter. So why do we want to create a team that excels first and foremost it pushes an organization uh, past these revenue plateaus these (laughs) it pushes an organization past these revenue plateaus i can't talk today these revenue plateaus i mean we all face them at different sizes and in in different organizations Um, a common one we see is a million dollar you know three million dollar five million dollars seven million dollar ten million dollar so on and so forth in annual revenue there's plateaus there And what happens is once we start plateauing, we have to figure out what it is we need to change in our organization to push past that. Sometimes it's people, systems, uh, I can go on and on, but really creating a team that excels will help you push past that. It also creates consistent quality no matter the size of the organization. Uh, We see that with Chick-fil-A, right? they're growing into one of the fastest one of the biggest fast food chain restaurants in the world and they're doing it with quality not just quantity and they're doing that because they're consistent and their training they're consistent in their method they don't veer off that they have their standards that are set and they never veer off that so it's really very important to realize that They've also created a team that excels. They're bought into the culture. They love it there. I mean, when you're in the drive-thru and a 16-year-old kid says, my pleasure, um, you're like, it just you know it's coming, but every time it just sounds amazing. They're bought into the culture, and that's the next piece is it creates an amazing culture when your team's excelling. And ultimately, I've already said this, teams that excel, they win championships, they accomplish goals, um, and they go to the next level. Whatever that looks like for you as you're listening to this podcast. So what is holding most people back? Man, that's a great question. But most people are held back by lack of time. Dan, I'm just so busy, man. I just got so much going on. I don't know how I'm going to focus on building this team that excels. You know, I just, you know, these fires, I'm putting out these fires. Those are some of the most common things I hear. And all they are is just excuses. At a certain point, you're going to have to get control over that time. And you are have to start prioritizing that time. If you let the time control you, you're always going to have a lack of time. The next thing that holds most people back is they don't want to get out of their comfort zone. They're comfortable comfortable where they're at. They don't want to take the risk. They don't want to get uncomfortable. They don't want to shoot the video. They don't want to stand up in front of the room and do the training. They don't want to um, apply whatever it is that we're going to learn here that, that helps your team excel. Another thing that holds people back is they don't want to give up control or they feel threatened and so they're having a hard time um, dealing with that they don't want that person to take their job from them and that is definitely a mindset that you don't want to take into an organization that you don't want to take into your leadership because if you have that mindset you're always going to be the lid on your organization and then the last thing that holds most people back is the past if you just listen to why people don't want to move forward. 9 times out of 10, they're going to say it's because of a past experience. Well, dan, you know, last time I tried that, you know, it just it, you know, this person burned me and it cost me some money and so I'm never going to do that again. The past is one of the biggest things that holds everybody back, including myself. So ultimately, Moving on from that, really, what what's in it for you as a business owner, a manager that's wanting to that that is going to create this team that excels? Really, the benefit for you is that it's going to create time for you to do the things that you want, spend time with your family, prioritize your time at work, investing in what's going to help the business grow. Uh, you get department success, which is going to equal success to you. Uh, it could be financially or whatever that looks like for you. Ultimately, a big one here is is fulfillment. When you create a team that excels, you're fulfilled because you're seeing people fulfill their own uh, abilities in their leadership, their own abilities in their role. And then last but not least, growth. Growth in your organization, growth in yourself as a leader, maybe growth in your position, growth in your team, all that. I don't know about you. Those are some pretty awesome reasons why you should dive in and start to work on Uh, What we're going to cover here in the next three podcasts on creating a team that excels. William James says, The deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated. I just want to feel appreciated, right? That's the thing we hear all the time when we're leading a team. And that's our own desires. And so I'm going to break that down. And it's not just one thing that helps people feel appreciated. It's the sum of all these things I'm going to talk about done consistently. And everybody is a little bit different, but you're going to figure that out if you do these things consistently. So when I ask, when I'm giving this talk and I'm talking to an audience, I ask, Hey, you know, like, what, like, how can we, like, what can we do to ensure that people feel appreciated? The most common answers I get very first and foremost, you probably are going to answer in this right now listening is give them more money. Here's the deal. That's not the right answer for everybody. The next thing I may hear is words of encouragement, or maybe I should invest in training them, or I should build relationships with them, or maybe I should give them some time off. What I want you to realize is these are are very common answers to this question of how, how to make people feel appreciated and they can all be effective, but it's how do you apply them? When do you apply them? How often do you apply them? you know, what's going to work for that person you're talking to. And we're going to learn that here in these next few episodes. So creating a team that excels, I broke this down into six different areas. And the very first one is you got to create an organization that's bigger than one person. You know, if somebody feels like they're just working for you as their boss, then they're also going to quit because of you as their boss. But if they're working for something that feels bigger than themselves, like the organization, the values, the vision, the mission, the team members, then they're more likely to stay on because they see the bigger purpose. They see their career there. They see the opportunity there. They're able to hang in there and work through those struggles they have with you as their leader, because they're going to have them. Number two is in creating a team that excels is that, you know, you as a leader need to understand your giftedness and what you bring to the table and to call it knowing yourself to grow yourself, understand yourself, what you bring to the table. Are you stronger at leadership or are you stronger at management? We're going to talk about that today. The next one is number three. Here is set the foundation for success. Number four is initiate the relationship building process. Number five is lead by example. And then number six is train, coach, and mentor often. So I've given you all six steps for creating a team that excels. But today I'm going to talk about creating an organization that's bigger than one person. And then the second one I'm going to talk about is understanding your giftedness. So let's dive in. So the greatest rewards come when you give of yourself. It's about bettering the lives of others, being a part of something bigger than yourself, and making a positive difference man isn't that so true so let's dive in creating a team that excels create an organization that's bigger than one person the very first thing on how we do this is you gotta share a vision for growth and where that team member fits into that vision if you don't have a vision for growth then congratulations you're like 99% 99% of all the companies out there, I shouldn't say that probably more like 75% of all the companies out there that don't have a vision for growth, or maybe their vision is in the owner's head. I want to help you document that I want to help you put that out there. And one of the best ways to do that is to think about three years out from your organization. What does a revenue look like at, at the end of that third year? What does that look like? And then work with yourself, with your spouse, with your team members to start to break down what that looks like as far as your vision map for the organization, the different departments, the revenue producers, the uh, customer service team. And the vision map word is just a fancy fancy term for building an organizational chart. But you wanna take the time to build that out that represents that three year growth and then sit down with a team member and show them that, hey, this is where we're going in the organization, and here's the opportunities I see for you. I would love to see you grow into these roles or grow in this current role that you're at. And that starts to help that person feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. Other thing you can do is refer to your vision statement, your mission statement, your core values, often in your vocabulary. Um, a A cool way to do that is we call it core value shout outs. Um, In organizations where we see a person who goes out of their way to um, showcase that core value, it could be that they um, pulled over on the side of the road and helped somebody change a tire on the way to their job and uh, we got a phone call back from that person or review praising the company. Uh, for that serving that, that person did, you may hop in there and tell the story on the email and say, this is a direct reflection of our serving core value. Nice job to that person who works here. And that starts to breed an organization that's bigger than one person. And that also starts to encourage that, you know, encourage that kind of vocabulary in your organization people want a leader that is real, not one that's always right. So another way that you could do this is, you know, maybe your core value is, is authenticity, um, owning your mistakes and, and, you know, making the proper connections to or the proper corrections to make it right. You know, you're showing people that you're not an authentic leader and, uh, and you're not just always trying to be right. Because trying to be right, all that is, is pride. At any point, we're all going to be wrong, right? We're gonna be wrong at some point, but it's owning up to it, it's verbally owning up to it. It's communicating that, hey, I I am gonna do the things that it takes to make it right. And then actually taking those words and putting them into action and making those corrections. So that's a breakdown of step one, creating an organization that's bigger than one person. You can do that by building a vision map um, and then referring to the vision mission core values often. So the question I have for you as you listen to this podcast, Where can you improve in creating an organization that is bigger than one person? And if you're a little overwhelmed and you're like, Dan, I really don't have any of these things going for me. Then the single thing I can point you back to is create a set of core values for your organization. Write them down, create a nice sign, put them on the wall. Your core values will really help define your company culture and create that culture, that company, that organization that's bigger than one person. Um, You know, it's like if I'm boiling down to most, or to the simplest thing that you can do here. So the next piece I want to talk about today, and then we're going to start to wrap this podcast up, is in creating a team that excels, is understand your giftedness. And in doing so today, I'm not going to dive into personality assessments. They're great. We recommend using the Enneagram, the DISC. There's so many good ones out there, but those really go the next level with knowing yourself to grow yourself. But today I'm going to break it down. Simply put, leadership versus management. I see often in organizations where, um, you know, they take two people, one who's stronger at leadership and one who's stronger at management, and they combine them into like a, combo co-manager team and they try to manage departments but the reality is is that is only so effective for so long because the reason why is is that the people that are being led by those co-managers start to u- like use them against e- each other so if they don't get the right answer from one, they go to the other and vice versa. It's kind of like a husband-wife relationship or deal with your, you know, your kids do that, right? They come to the, to the wife first and she says no. And then they go to the husband and he's like, you know, he may say yes or no. He may say, Hey, whatever, whatever mom said <laughs> goes, uh, just depends on his level of experience in marriage. But you know, leadership versus management. So if two people are in charge, nobody's in charge. You always want to have one person in charge, and it needs to be clear who is in charge of the people that are being led. Leadership is influence. An example of influence could be easygoing, Maybe somebody who's good at building relationships has a desire to be liked. Those type of people are good at leadership. They're good at building that influence. The benefit of that is people like you. The negative is, is that you can be taken advantage of. And as we dive into that, leadership's influence. So it's leading by example. I mean, there's so much that goes into that, but really how you manage your time, how you care yourself, your positivity, your energy, your discipline, all that goes into people being a better leader, right? But still, when I mean, you boil all the way down, leadership is influence. Management is accountability. Example of accountability, uh, somebody who's good at management and accountability is a typically fast paced, uh, they get results with or without the relationships uh, and they're very direct in their communication. Benefits of that is they get results with a sense of urgency. The negatives of that is they may end up doing others work for them or they may end up being, you know, having to tell people what to do all the time. So the question I have for you, now that you know that leadership is influence and management's accountability, where do you lean naturally as a person? Are you more that leadership, influence, easy going, wants to be light type person? Are you more that management, fast paced, gets results, doesn't care who's watching or what people think, in your face, communication, all done with a sense of urgency? Where do you fit? So it's important to know that, and that's where you are naturally. What I see is most people are either more natural leaders or more natural managers. And so when I do this exercise in the room, I draw a line in the middle, vertical line in the middle. On the left-hand side, I put leadership on the right-hand side, I put management. And then we all put our names up there. And then what I communicate is that in order to be a more balanced leader, you want to lean towards the middle. So if I'm a more natural leader, I want, to, I want to learn how to lean towards the middle and also be a better manager. I want to be able to hold the people accountable, say what needs to be said. If I'm a better manager, I want to learn how to be a better leader, which is maybe slowing down, being intentional about building the relationships, realizing that everybody is not you and you and you, and you have to slow down and learn to communicate with other types of personalities in order to build a stronger team. So where do you fit Naturally leadership or management, understanding that in these next few episodes, you're going to understand how to take some of the tools that I give you and apply it to either become a better leader or become a better manager in what you do every day. So to recap everything today, um, step one was creating an organization that's bigger than one person. Uh, We talked about doing that through our vision map. We talked about doing that through uh, incorporating vision statement, mission statement, core values into our daily talk. And the step two is understanding your giftedness, leadership versus management. Where do you fit on that scale? What can you be better at when you know that leadership is influence and management is accountability? John C. Maxwell says, if we are growing, we are always going to be out of our comfort zone. Pretty darn powerful. Are you getting out of your comfort zone at any point in your week? Think about that. If you're not, then you're not pushing yourself hard enough to be growing. You should be having to get out of your comfort zone. So my hope is that today really helped kind of open your eyes open your ears to uh, what it looks like to creating a team that excels. stay tuned for the next couple episodes as i dive in two steps three and four and five and six um, please like and subscribe and if you have a few minutes just leave us a, a review we love to hear from our listeners um, and we want to know what what it is we can do to be better Um, hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you next time on the built for the trades podcast.